Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wednesday, June 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by our tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, uh, another day, another offer, I guess, from the Major League Baseball Players Association. They kind of unexpectedly, uh, around 8 o'clock last night, came back with an offer to the Major League Baseball uh, owners of an 89-game season that would start on July 10th end on October 11th and would pay the players their full prorated salaries, but also agrees to an expanded postseason for the next two years. Uh, Major League Baseball is expected to reject the offer pretty quickly, if not uh, having already done so. So at some point today, we'll, we'll probably hear from Major League Baseball that they're not going to accept this offer of an 89-game season. What was your initial reaction when you found out that the players uh, came back with a counter offer to Monday's 75 games, 75% or 70, 76 games, 75% prorated um, cut from Major League Baseball. Well, it sounds a lot like, uh, you know, a little, you know, they took a little off the top of the 114 game proposal. And, you know, they did respond to the owners uh, saying that, you know, their last proposal had a Wednesday deadline on it. So, I don't know if you, if that's encouraging. Um, you know, it just doesn't sound like uh, the the owners want to play Pat the regular season into October. They just it doesn't sound like they want to take that. You know, run the risk of running into the coronavirus and a second uh, kind of spreading of it. And um, I don't know, Joe. It's kind of I'm getting lost, man. Well, I mean, uh, the idea of not playing into October with a regular season makes sense if, if you're afraid of a second surge. They might have some information from, you know, health officials out there that that makes it a legitimate fear that uh, a coronavirus second surge would would shut down everything again sometime yeah. in October. So if – because they're, they're making these contingencies on, well, if there is a postseason and if there is not a postseason. We, we know that there's a, a, a tremendous amount of money available to the league uh, if postseason games are played, that's what everybody wants to see. But at this point, you're you're setting up a, an expanded playoff system of 65 games, and you you're going to play that after a regular season where the uh, the the commissioner could implement a 50 game regular season. That that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's uh, 
I'm sure I'm sure the commissioner doesn't want to do that. I, I, I would think that that's the last thing they want to do is, is use a, like a 48 to 50 game season and, uh, you know, just lock that in. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a joke. It, I mean, it, it doesn't really seem like a real season. Then well, it's not going to be a real season, no matter how you look at it. But, you know, I think 70 to 80 games is a much more legitimate feel to it. So you, um, it's just, uh, uh, I, don't know. I, can, I can sense the frustration in your voice and, and <laughs> just everything you're you, you sound like a defeated reporter here a, a defeated person uh major league baseball has finally gotten to you and grounded you, you survived 1994 you survived all the 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 garbage over the last how many years and and now this is this is the one this is the one that's going to break you Paul Hoynes. yeah I don't get it uh, the, I still think they're going to play somehow. I still think we're going to see some games. Yeah, and, and I've been telling people, I, I guarantee you there will be baseball games this year because Manfred has that power. Under the agreement from March 26th, he, he can set the schedule at 50 games as, as the owners want, and, and that's it. You're playing 50 regular season games with probably no expanded playoffs and we're going to have this thing wrapped up before the beginning of November. But I don't think either side I, – I don't think the players want to see uh, anything, you know, in, in that 50-game range because they're only making about 35% of their salaries, if, if that's the case. Right. Major League Baseball has insisted, uh, you know, they're about $900 million apart in salary. It's, it's in that, uh, you know, $2.4 to $2.8 billion range for the salaries. Uh, with the the players refusing to take any further cuts, the the owners are insisting they're going to lose about six hundred and forty thousand dollars per team per game played without fans. So, it, I don't know if it's a matter of the the owners having to open up their books a little bit to to prove that to the players, but you know, if we don't have any movement between now and probably about a week from now, we're going to get that fifty game season implemented. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I figured they wouldn't do anything until it was absolutely necessary to get something done. And, you know, that's what they're doing. They're taking it right down to the to the bitter end. And we'll see what happens. Uh, you were you were talking about, Joe, that some players might might opt out if it was only a 50 game season. huh? Right. And, and that's sort of the, the the bigger idea that I wanted to like sort of focus on today was if if you do implement this 50 game season, if this is seen as less than a legitimate season by anybody, uh, you know, you've got players like Mike Trout, who is expected to have a, his first, his first newborn baby uh, at some point this summer. Um, Guys like Carlos Carrasco who are uh, compromised in their immune systems, but even healthy players who don't recognize a 50 game or a 48 game regular season as a, a legitimate, you know, Avenue, you could see more players just saying, throwing up their hands and saying, you know, that's it. I'm sitting out. Even if I don't get paid, even if I don't get my service time, I'm just not going to play this year because it's not worth the health risk to me and my family. And if, if I'm not going to get paid, you know, my full prorated salary that I, uh, you know, bargained for basically, then I'm I'm not going to play, and you you would definitely see grievances filed after that. Yeah, I, um, 
Boy, that's a tough call. You know, you you, you know, if you're a guy like uh, Carlos uh, Carrasco, you could see why he would, you know, maybe uh, pull the plug and not play. But he's if he does any, but he's going to get his salary and he's going to get his service time. But if you're just you know a middle of the road big leaguer and and you're not gonna you're gonna turn down whatever if you played a year last year you're gonna turn down a year's service time plus salary whatever salary you get boy that's a tough call to me I I don't know I mean and and what how does your team look at you then you know and you know how does the manager look at you how you know what are the ramifications next year you know so that's well, a that's a tough call for a player i think i mean i, I think we're in an uncharted time i think we're in a a, a time when the regular rules of uh, a player you know maybe abandoning his team in that in that situation it might not be seen that way if you can color it under the the guise of you know coronavirus and right. you know the the unrest and the protests that are going on i mean there's a lot more to consider than just well you know this this guy backed out on on playing baseball when when you're already telling him he's going to take a 70% pay cut. Uh, I mean that's kind of ridiculous with all the other crazy factors going on that you would force somebody to play uh, a schedule in in that way it, when when they don't even look at it as something that's legitimate. Uh that's that's what the players are are sort of saying here is that you know a, a 50 game schedule is not enough to determine a champion and I tend to agree with them that way, and that's not just for selfish reasons that I want to see more games. I mean, could you imagine just uh, 25 regular season home games? Yeah, probably didn't. What? I mean, like the Nationals last year, what they had won like 50 games into the season. They, they'd won 19 games, I think, weren't they? Right. Weren't they like one of the worst teams in baseball and, and or the worst teams in their division at least, and, and they came back and won the whole thing? Yeah. That's the luxury of a 162-game season. Somebody who went into a coma in uh, in mid-May and was a Nationals fan and didn't wake up until the end of uh, October. Uh, if you tapped them on the shoulder and told them, "Hey, the Nats won the uh, won the title," they were they were probably pretty surprised at that point. Uh, that you know, that's the difference between 50 games and 162. You know, it, we gave up hope on 162 a long time ago, but uh, yeah, this this season needs to be played and, and, and recognized as, you know, legitimate. It, they made an effort to try and play as many games between July 10th and October 1st as, as humanly possible. I, I think they, they need to make every effort to do that. Definitely. Definitely. All so. right. Well, let's, uh, l- let's jump in and, and take some questions here uh, again. If uh, you follow along, if you listen on uh, our podcast every every day, the best way and the only way, really, the exclusive way to get questions asked and answered on our podcasts is via subtext. It's our uh, texting platform where fans can subscribe for three ninety nine a month. Uh, Hoinsey and myself respond to your questions and actually hold conversations hold hold conversations with you uh, via text. The, the number to join if you want to send a text to 208, uh, 216-208-4346 is the number to do that. Or if you log on to cleveland.com slash subtext and find the Indian subtext with uh, Paul's picture, and you can subscribe that way. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have conversations with you back and forth uh, about what's going on. 
so, so join up that way. Uh, Paul, what do you have for us from our subtext readers? Okay, this is from, uh, from Bob from Louisville. Um, if Major League Baseball does not play this year and possibly next year, would Francisco Lindor be a free agent without ever playing another game for the Indians? Uh, under the rules as they are, as I, as I understand them right now, uh, because they negotiated for the service time back on March 26th, he would earn definitely by the end of this year. Uh, as far as next year, I think that would be something that they would have to have to negotiate, right? That next year's service time, if they don't play, uh, hasn't been determined, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, this year has been determined. If they don't play – you know, every player will get the same amount of service time they they earned in uh, 2019. So that puts uh, Lindor a year closer to free agency. But for the 2021 season, uh, you know, I think uh, there would have to be some negotiations involved. And right now, there's there doesn't seem to be any reason why why they wouldn't play. So, uh, well, you know, that's I guess we'll have to kick that can down the road a little bit. Right. And you could legitimately see, you know, if, if coronavirus or another virus or any other reason, you know, pops up that the Major League Baseball season in 2021 gets shortened or canceled, uh, they would definitely have to go back to the table and negotiate just like they did back in March uh, when they first shut things down uh, and said, this is how players will be compensated or, 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 you know, whatever the situation is. So, yeah. Is it possible that it happens? I think it's possible. It's always possible, but I don't think it's likely that the 2021 season is in jeopardy right now. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't even entertain that thought until we get, you know, to that point, like you said. Yeah. This one from uh, Joe Sepik from uh, Powell. Uh, the basic agreement, there's a basic agreement already in place. So the two sides technically don't need an agreement to start the season, this season. Would the owners take a loss if they just unilaterally decided, hey, the season is back on, let's go? Or are they so concerned with the union and the possible PR hit? I think that's what we we were just talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. That is what we were just talking about. I I don't think it's as much of a PR concern right now for for the owners as it is that $640,000 that they have have said they're going to lose per game without fans in the stands. Uh, I, I think what Texas is the only place where there's a possibility right now that you could see fans in the stands at all. And that's just because the, the state opened up and said, Hey, you know, fans can be in stadiums uh, 50 at what 50%. But, you know, major league baseball isn't going to let that happen in, in two stadiums while the rest of the country is still on shutdown uh, in, in that regard. So, no, I, I, don't, I don't see this as, yes, the, the commissioner has the power right now to say it's a 50-game season, let's start it, we're going right now, and they'll be paid their full prorated salaries. So players would only get what they would get, you know, per game for 50 games. Yeah, I mean, that – and you know, I think the majority of players would have to, you know, would have to play. There's going to be some guys that, you know, sit out because of the, you know, coronavirus or you know, or underlying conditions. But uh, you know, I think if you're a ball player, you play. And you know, you can't 
it's hard to what sit you know you, you had spring training what you had three or four weeks of spring training and then you're not going to play again until next spring you, you know you're not going right. to do anything it, it it's just tough you know? i mean it, it's different than you and me if if our boss comes to us and says okay well you've got to go go into work for the rest of the year at 35 percent of your regular pay i i think there would be a conversation to be had with our our families at least about the value of you know what's is is it worth me working a hundred percent of the time to be paid thirty five percent of my salary? I guess that's how you got to look at it, right? Yeah, right. No, definitely. Here's uh, this one is from Tim from Sandusky, with the MLB and the Players Association uh, negotiations stalled uh, over money. Why don't the owners just cancel the season? Then they don't have to pay anyone. Because that would be suicide, right? Uh, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> you think John Sherman wants wants the season canceled right now? John Sherman just bought the uh, the Kansas City Royals, and he he thought he was getting into something, and and now all of a sudden, you think he wants a season canceled right now? Uh, that that doesn't make sense. So even even a small market team like Kansas City uh, would would definitely want to see the season played. There's there's going to be I can't stress this enough. There's going to be baseball played in one way or another, uh, probably by mid to early June, or I'm sorry, mid to early July. That's that's when we're going to see it start. Uh, how we get from here to there, and how long that season is going to be is will be determined in the next few days, if not one week from today. Yeah, and just because it, the the owners will cancel the season, they're still going to lose money. It's not. Yes, they don't have to pay the players. But, you know, there's still you, – you lose ticket revenue, you lose concessions, you lose merchandising. You know, you've got to pay uh, – you know, you've still got to pay all your front office personnel, your scouts, uh, your minor league uh, people. So you're – unless you just, you know, start making cuts that way. But it, it can't be a profitable – it can't be profitable for them just to pull the plug on the season. They're going to – and there's the repercussions from the fans. Do they? Do you lose attendance next year? So I think it's it's a tough. To, you know, it's you just, it's not. There's no easy solution to this. I mean, I think coronavirus makes it so that you're going to lose fans next season. I, the the average age is you, you mentioned yesterday. The average age of baseball fans is in the fifty seven. Yeah, fifty seven. Yeah. Uh, that's creeping close to the the at risk you know age range. So you're going to see fewer fans in the stands regardless. But the way that you've completely screwed up this negotiation, the way that you've completely, you know, sown the seeds of, you know, ill will between your fan base and, and the league, I, I can't imagine fans are going to flock to the stadiums next year at all. Sure, you'll see opening day will be packed. That's, that's the first chance that you'll, you'll have to see a, a team play in, in several months. But the long-term ramifications of this are going to be felt at the gate, at the box office for a very long time. Definitely. All right. Well, that on that very positive and high <laughs> note, uh, we look forward to the uh, the first two rounds of the draft are tonight. Uh, yeah. The Indians are are gonna they're gonna pick the guy that's gonna carry the franchise for years to come, but we won't know his name until. 2025 right 
That's probably it. Yeah, even if it's a, a college player, I mean, fast track a college player, what, in two, three years maybe? Well, they can't all be Greg Swindell, you know, draft yeah. him and then call him up the next season or the next uh, the same season. It's, uh, yes. We talked about that. Uh, hey, uh, just really quickly before we go, I, I wanted to, to mention the uh, the On This Day in India's History post that you put up today. Uh, just a, a, a funny story that you – you had with a fight in, in Oakland. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Pat Corrales? Oh, that was a great story. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> on, uh, in July, um, July 1986. Um, uh, <laughs> Corrales, Corrales had just gotten – they had just sent out a memo, the American League said. And this was before, you know, I think umpires could – this was – before umpires could like uh, throw a guy out just intentionally, if he thought, you know, there had to be warnings, but right. I think the, 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 uh, the uh, memo said, you know, if, if he thinks, if an umpire thinks a guy's throwing at him, he can automatically throw him out of the game. And so Corrales had this in his mind when, you know, uh, Dave Stewart buzzed Julio Franco after uh, 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 Tony Bernard hit a leadoff home run to give him a seven nothing lead at the Coliseum. And uh, Corrales comes out and he's arguing with the home plate umpire. And then Stewart starts chirping at him from the mound. And Corrales, who was crazy to begin with, he 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 starts yelling back at him. And uh, he starts charging out to the mound and tries to kick him with a karate kick. All his kids, Corrales' kids were all into karate. So he, he, was in, he took it too and he got a brown belt. So Corrales oh, fires like a karate kick at him and kind of hits Stewart then Stewart hits him with a right hand, knocks him down to on on all fours, and it and it's on. You know, there's a whole there's a wild fight in the middle of the diamond. People are rolling around. What uh, what do you do when you see that break out in the stands? Now this is back in '86. This is before tweeting, before social media, before anything. So you know, there's no instant video of this going out to you know thousands of people when it happens. What's your reaction? What do you immediately do when you see this fight break out? I'm just trying to get my binoculars to to to, to follow it, you know, to see who's who's doing what. And there was they used to fight all the time, the A's and the Indians. And I can't remember if this was the fight where uh, Carmen Castillo and uh, who was who was the, uh, the 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 A's guy that do you remember who sent the rat to the white rat to the one uh, reporter and. It was uh, the a home run hitter. Oh man, I I can't remember the guys. But Carmen Castillo used to be a boxer, and this guy and Carmen was just peppering this guy at home plate. And it was oh, I can't think of his name. Damn, but I'll think of it. But uh, but it was a crazy fight. And, and after the game, we're down. We go down to the locker room, and uh, and he Krause is sitting there with an ice pack on his jaw. Yeah, said, oh, he just he just grazed me. <laughs> was it was it Dave Kingman? Dave Kingman, right, exactly. Dave Kingman sent a white rat to a female reporter. Yeah, Susan uh, from the set from the Sacramento Bee, Susan Fornoff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, so they almost they almost kicked they almost fired him released him over that too wow so, like but, nowadays that would be it he would be done yeah 
And uh, so Kingman, Kingman is trying to hit Carmen Castile, and Carmen is just lighting them up. You know, it's just like <laughs> bang, 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 like jam, jam, jam. It was, it was just like a crazy fight. It was like, oh man. But that was, yeah, that was. Uh, well, that's something you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily see something like that today, right? Because today, when they, when they fight, you see it's like uh, you saw, you saw Yasiel Puig last year. It, it, the fights are more like, you know, we shove somebody, we, we maybe throw a punch or two, but then you get. 25 other guys to hold you back yeah right. so you don't have to fight anymore that's yeah. what the, the, those were real fights back then the, yeah, these they, fights these was, days are, are are something different maybe Puig's a little different but yeah. but for the most, most part baseball fights are just shoving and pushing but this was a fight right was, and, and and you've ne- I've never seen a manager charge a mound since then that's the only time could you imagine Tito could you imagine <laughs> something getting Tito so fired up that he charged the mound at a pitcher from the dugout that would I, he wouldn't get there anyways because he's yeah, got Tito, two mechanical but, hips but you'd have to take <laughs> oh take the scooter out there that's yeah. it take the scooter out there and run him over all right we're getting way off the rails here uh you know again the uh the draft tonight we'll we'll provide coverage there and we'll look forward to uh talking to you about it tomorrow morning hey we get something to talk about tomorrow morning when when we we find out who the Indians actually drafted Good deal. Uh, here on cleveland.com we'll talk to you later on the cleveland baseball talk podcast